Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. Good evening and welcome to the Altar Life. Tonight we're beginning a brand new series. Woo! That's right. Get up on your feet, people. That's right. We're very we excited. Here. Again, the Altar Life coming fresh with a new series. I'm excited. We love series. We love getting into something continuously through the weeks. So keep it locked right it here for the next. to build a consistent flavor. Yeah. It's really it's nice. nice. Something you can savor. Flavor to savor for all you. All right. We're going to be talking about the Beatitudes. Thank you for listening this evening. We are excited. We are here. We're excited. We have another series, as Jeff mentioned in the opening, the Beatitudes. And um, we don't want to have just B-attitudes. We want to have A-attitudes. But yeah. uh, this is a series about the Beatitudes. It's bad and attitude put together? No. It's exactly the opposite. <laughs> it's all about how, how to have a good attitude. Yeah. In tough times, and we should be happy. That's right, because you know the, the world is searching for happiness, and um, you know Jesus has his own opinion of what happy is. He yeah. says it throughout every one of these beatitudes. Happy is the person who does blah. So we're gonna <laughs> next several weeks gonna be talking about what blah is. <laughs> I know, and it's gonna be awesome. And it's not blah by any means. Eight episodes, and we are on episode one. So stick around for the next two months. How about that? that? It seems daunting, but guess what's going to happen? We're going to get to the end and be like, wow, that went fast. Yeah. Just like we do all the time. Like, well, that was eight episodes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. <laughs> um, but tonight's topic, the very first beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit or the spiritually bankrupt. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? It seems like some kind of um, biblical jargon to say that, but we're going to dive into that. Um, and then also the promise for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, none of these things go on their own. There's always an answer for yeah. that. And uh, blessed basically means, oh, how happy are the person that has this or that. <laughs> and uh, some of them seem, you know, paradoxical. I don't know yeah. if that's the right word. <laughs> like uh, next week is happy are they that mourn, which seems weird. Happy we'll are the sad. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's we'll not. get a running jump into that one. Right. <laughs> Start off with that one be like, whoa, crazy. It's like, happy are the sad. It's like ba- backwards. And you know, like we've said before, the stuff in the Bible and what God's kingdom acts completely different than the earthly kingdom. Uh, you want to say it. You're allowed. The kingdom of God is counterintuitive. <laughs> That's Brent's Thank favorite you. word. I know. I didn't want to say it because I feel like I repeat myself <laughs> a lot. But yes, it is counterintuitive and we're going to be delving into that. So here was Jesus. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? It means depraved. It means, you know, think about a poor guy. You know him. You know, you're driving through the city, and you see the homeless guy or the guy on the street, and you're like, man, I really feel bad. He has, like, nothing. And he's sitting there going, you know, just give me something, something little. Just, you know, I'll take a crumb. I'll work yeah. for food. I'll do whatever it is. Yeah. And um, he's desperate. He's desperate for anything. Um, you know, and we're going to draw a lot of parallels tonight between poor poor in earthly terms because we're all spiritually poor that way. Um, we all have things that we need spiritually. And um, our attitude should be one of looking for the thing that we can grasp spiritually. Um, because we are depraved when it comes to 
what's going on inside of our hearts when it comes in, in terms of spiritual things. That was I'm Not Alright by Sanctus Real, and that is the beginning. If you can get to that point where you can say, I'm not alright, then you're right where you need to be, and happiness is coming. <laughs> the poor in spirit doesn't mean that we walk around in long robes, but with our pockets pulled out to show that we have nothing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's like, well, I'm in the spirit and I'm poor, so that means that I'm happy. It's not that. There's something way deeper, as Brent was saying. It has to do with who we are as believers and who we are as spiritual beings now that we've received the spirit of God. And, you know, the Beatitudes, this is for believers. This is for people that have um, have a need for God and realize that. And we're going to be talking about that tonight, the fact that we need God. And, you know, the first step to becoming a believer is realizing a need for God, knowing that you don't have all the answers, you don't have it all together. So if you're there and you're listening to in tonight, then you start up a relationship with Jesus. It's that simple. You say, God, I don't have what I need. You do. So please come and give me what I need to survive. And there you go. You can start a relationship with Jesus tonight and you can send us an email. Let us know uh, if the show ministered to you in any way. We'd love to hear from you and get in touch with you that way. So... Um, moving on to our topic tonight, the spiritually bankrupt, Brent. Um, banker, you know, obviously in the current economy and, and all the things that, yeah. we, you know, that bankruptcy is something that we have heard a lot about recently. And it's, you know, recession and all these things. You just think about people that are in need, people that are working day to day just to make ends meet. And some people can't even do that. So when you, when you said earlier about taking the earthly portrayal of, poverty and applying it to our spiritual our spiritual walk with the Lord it's you know it's very applicable these days especially because we've seen it more in our comfortable comfortable western world we're not you know as we're not as accustomed to poverty um, we've begun we've begun to see it a lot more recently yeah and you know what there has always been poor and if you're an American and you know that there's there's um, all walks of life and we're so deceived a lot of times in America because we are the richest country to actually think about the fact that there are poor people that that go hungry in this country and I was getting kind of blessed and kind of seeing a lot of parallel as we were studying for this show just kind of thinking about you know the differences between earthly poverty and spiritual poverty and um, trying to draw an analogy there you know but before we kind of delve into that one of the things that you know I was kind of thinking was that you know in America you know we are rich and we have those we have that deception that we're not poor <laughs> and it's easier for us to relate to the rich than it is to the poor in a lot of ways because we're the richest country if we were in a different setting we might think differently um, but it's the same way in our spiritual lives that we're deceived in thinking that we're that we're rich but really we're poor all right that was seven places song's perspective and just like that song was talking about having a perspective of poverty you know having a perspective of looking at ourselves in need of Christ and not being rich spiritually you know um, I, was, I was seeing a lot of parallel. Um, I think it was, I was reading a commentary, and they kind of mentioned uh, a verse in Revelation 3, you know, the churches in Revelation, and there's a church of Laodicea. Um, and the church basically says, it's Jesus talking, and he says, um, You say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are, but you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. You know, the church of Laodicea was thinking they had need of nothing, they were rich, they had it all taken care of. And Jesus was saying, well, actually, I look at you and think, man, you are poor, you are blind, you are naked, you have nothing. Um, 
And it's cool because Jesus kind of encourages them. I wish you would come to me and buy and buy gold refined in the fire. Basically, come and get the spiritual riches that I want to give to you that's going to be tried and true. It's pure. Um, and it's been refined in the fire. And that's that's something that I think Jesus is saying here in the Beatitude by saying, happy are you who realize that you are poor in the Spirit because, you know, I'm going to give you the kingdom of heaven, the riches that come in a kingdom, a whole kingdom of heaven is going to be yours. And, man, what kind of happiness is that going to bring? Yeah, it's a danger that we can run into, especially if we've been in Christ for a while, um, that we think that we have everything under control. Maybe we think that we've achieved or arrived at a, a specific point in our walk with the Lord that we don't we don't need like we used to. You know, I, I used to need God, and now I've kind of maintained this life for myself, and I'm reading my Bible and I'm praying, and I'm this this sort of you know person that is portrayed in in all the right lights, you know, for everybody to look at me, and and we forget how how much we desperately need Him every day for everything, because in a moment anything that we are putting our faith in could be lost unless what we're putting our faith in is Christ. And the only way that we can truly see us for what we are is to focus on Christ. And when we see him, we see how poor and desperate and needy we are for everything because we're just, we're just human. We don't have all the riches like Brent was saying. We don't have that stuff at our disposal, but God does. So we cry out to him. All right, the second half of a Reliant K double play. The lining is silver. Yes, it is. It is silver. Yeah. <laughs> Things, you know, once we see God. Or gold, or fire and fire. Yeah, or that too. Or whatever. But that's the good thing because, you know, God says, blessed are the poor in spirit. And you're like, oh, man, poor. That stinks. The lining is silver. That's Every right. cloud of poor poverty has a silver lining. But you can't sell it. <laughs> you got to hold on to it and cherish it. Anyway. Anyway. Hey, you know what? Why don't you check out our website, www.thealterlife.com? That sounds like a mm-hmm. good idea, Brent. Yeah, a little housekeeping, shall we? No. It's a cool It's a cool thing. Go check it out. Yeah, we got lots of episodes up there for you to check out. Stay yep. up to date with The Alter Life. And send us an email. Yep. Email. We got an email a little while ago from someone in Iran. Wanting to listen to the radio, wanting to know how crazy. he could listen. Pretty how did cool. they even find out about that? I have no idea. That's amazing. It was Saeed from Iran. Shout out Saeed. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Alter Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, it's time for our unbelievable segment, and we're gonna get political on y'all. We're gonna throw down some science, and uh, we're gonna talk about inflation tonight as our unbelievable topic not just inflating like a an inner tube but inflation as in the cost of living increasing every year it's unbelievable we're going to be like most 99% of the other talk show hosts on the radio and talk about something we know nothing about yeah the the economy yeah (laughs) there's all these people talking about stuff and I'm like I don't know what is happening you know what gets me is there's so many people who like get on here and they're quote unquote experts yeah. If they were such an expert, wouldn't they have it fixed by now? Exactly. That's me not talking about it. Thank what I don't you. understand is why doesn't everybody just agree to charge less? And then everybody would make the same amount of profit. Like, I don't understand why, you know, this whole, oh, well, cost is, it costs more now. Why? Because someone decided to charge more for it. It has nothing to do with it actually costing more. Does anybody think about those things? No. It drives me crazy. I know. Because, you know, it's like the whole thing with gasoline. 
where it's like, oh, well, yeah. you're 199, I'm going to be 198 and 9 tenths. And now everybody does 198 9 tenths. Like, that's the, that's the step. One yeah. person did it one you know time. What? And it's all based on public opinion. Yeah. So if everyone thinks the oil's in a bad stop, then the price will go up because everyone thinks that and they can get away with charging yeah. more. And like that's, that's you it. buy it's something for nineteen ninety nine, and if it, it was twenty dollars, right. like, whoa, that's crazy. way too much. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Oh, wow, that's a great price. Nineteen ninety nine plus tax, so you still end up paying like twenty one thirty or whatever the tax is. I just did rough math in my head; it probably wasn't close. But um, it's all mental. You know, it's the psychology of the consumer. I remember when a gallon of milk was oh, such stop. and such. Oh, I really don't, but. But isn't it true? Like, it's totally man-made. Inflation is man-made. So why can't man fix it? God didn't create inflation. (laughs) I'm convinced he didn't. God set up everything to be the same, and then man got involved. Let's go back to the barter system. You give me a goat, I'll fix your your house. You give me a goat, I'll give you my daughter. (laughs) Then we're even. I need some lady. I dropped her off in a snowstorm. And uh, she gave me an orange in payment. It was awesome. <laughs> End of my rope, which is a great song for being poor in spirit. When you be, you come to the end of yourself and you realize that you don't have what it takes and you never can, and that's when we find God, and that's why we're happy. <laughs> it's interesting that people who you know are close to the Lord, like, and I'm just thinking of two people in the Bible, Paul and David. Um, David is interesting because there are so many times when he got to the bottom of his of his rope or the end of his rope where the, the tone of the Psalms and the tone of the things he was saying was how desperate he was for God, how much he needed him, how much he asked the Lord to come and save him and be the shield and the you know, be the the, the one to come and, and put his feet on a rock. Like he realized his frailty. Um, and then they talk you know, think about Paul, you know, toward the end of his life he says you know, that he's the chiefest of sinners. He realizes that he's a wretched man. Um, you know, two guys who, like, had a reality check and were at one point at different times in their life thought they were, you know, the cat's meow, if you will, and got to the bottom of their life and realized that they had nothing and Christ had everything. And, um, you know, that's what this is talking about is being in that in that state of mind. And that's what we have to do tonight. We got to give up trying to make something of ourselves you know the world that we live in is so into self the self-made man and self-made millionaire retiring at 30 and that's like the whole goal is to if you're poor let's get rich (laughs) and if you're rich keep getting richer but if you think about that in the spiritual sense you know if we think that we can add value to our life in any way other than admitting that we have nothing and allowing God to do it, then we're deceived. We can we think and I've I've fallen into this, I think that I can become more spiritual and have more spiritual riches and be in God's favor more if I do good things and if I continue to, to live, you know, a life that I'm pleased with or or at least or it looks good on the outside. But then what happens? I become haughty, I become proud and I start to think of all the things that I'm going to achieve for myself. And God, you know, where's God in that picture? Where is God when it comes to my spiritual walk? We we get so focused on the the material, you know, the thing that is seen by others that what happens is we we drain our pockets in the spiritual realms. You know, we we just dump out everything and then we're left wanting 
but we don't admit it to ourselves. We're like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm good. But God's saying, blessed are those that are poor in spirit, that realize it, that acknowledge the fact that they have nothing without God and keep that. Because what happens is we can get, we can get, you know, forgetful in that arena that we, we think we don't need God. There's a lot of people in the world, right, that are rich and are depressed. A lot of people who have everything, but yet they, it's obvious that and they just feel like they have nothing, you know, and that's, that's it. You ask yourself, well, how can you be poor in spirit and be happy? You know, that's what the Beatitudes is about. It's saying happy are the poor in spirit. Um, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is basically saying, happy are those who realize they need Christ because they're going to have the kingdom of heaven. And um, the earth and the riches of earth have nothing to bring to the table. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> go ahead, try. You know, Try to get as much stuff in this world as you want to. And you're going to realize at the end of the day, you know, you don't, you still need something. There's still a gap. There's still something that's, that's not true. And you're just thinking, you know, the promise is not only happiness to the person who is poor in spirit, but um, with every one of these beatitudes where it says happy are, is the person who is, um, it says it says why that they're they're going to be happy. You know, Jesus knows that it's kind of confusing maybe to say happy are the poor because that's not something that in our earthly minds we can necessarily relate to. Um, but he, he follows it up by saying, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And, um, you know, the treasure, the riches, the, 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 the incorruptible <laughs> um, blessing uh, that we're going to have in the, that's represented in that kingdom of heaven is remarkable. I mean, the Bible talks about it. There's so much in the word about the promise of what's to come, the promise of heaven, um, the silver and gold that's refined in the fire, the thing that's going to last forever. Um, you know, the mansion in heaven, <laughs> the crowns and jewels, the streets made of gold. I mean, just think about all the things that that represents. You know, that's the ultimate of happiness. You know, it doesn't even compare to the to the world that's here because it's it, the world that, that we are used to and the riches that's here, it's all it's all fleeting. It all can go away in the blink of an eye. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just getting so blessed and hopefully you guys are too. When we get to the when, to the point where we acknowledge our need, then we cry out to God. And what does he give us? He gives us the kingdom of heaven. And the entire, you know, the Beatitudes is so counterintuitive, <laughs> intuitive, um, because everything is the opposite of what the world says. If you're poor, then you need to fix your situation. You need to go out and make something happen for yourself. It's totally opposite in God's eyes. It's good. You know that you have needs, so now I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what you need. And I just think about all the people in, in Scripture, the references that it makes in the Hall of Faith of Abraham and Moses about how they lived for something greater, you know, something yeah. that was unseen. Uh, you know, the spiritual realm and this, our spiritual life is something that we don't see in the tangible sense, but we do see the outpouring um, in our actions, the way we live and the soberness that we have as we approach our everyday and if you're living in a in a way that is not, you know, with a spiritually bankrupt, or you know, you're you're living in a way that says I don't need God as much as I used to, that's such a dangerous place to be because as soon as you get to that point, you don't rely on God for everything. You know, as Brent said earlier on in the show, with someone who's poor, they're not picky when yeah. it comes to things. They're like, just give me whatever you can, you know. And that's yeah. I'll you know, have your scra- table scraps. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that's I don't so need cool. Flame and yeah. You know, Jesus, the woman. 
um, you know, said, you know, Lord, you know, give us something. And he, and he said the thing uh, about how, you know, this is for the dog, you know, this is for the children of Israel. I'm not going to feed the dogs with the, you know, with this. And, and the woman said that, you know, even the, the crumbs from your table, I'll eat it. You know, even yeah. the dogs, you know, just whatever. And he said, wow, that's some great faith that this woman had. And that's what God is calling us to be like, you know, whatever we can get. You know, anything, just a taste is better than anything else. You know, no matter how small. And, you know, the widow's two mites and all that stuff. How she gave out of her poverty. And it was it meant more to Jesus. It meant more to the Lord than the people that were so rich and just gave out of the abundance. And it actually, it says they gave out of the, what they had left over. It wasn't the primary. It wasn't the first fruits. You know, there's so many things in the scripture that talk about God and his focus on the poor. And how much he loves the poor. And it's not because he loves people that don't have nice things. That's not the issue. It's he loves people that know the importance of reality. That I need a place to live. I need food to eat. Not I need this gadget or I need this trophy wife. You know, <laughs> it's just it's funny when you get down to hey, the business. I got an iPod Touch for Christmas. You talking to me? Hey, it's all right. <laughs> all right, that was all I have by John Rubin. I love that song because it just talks about, um, you know what God gives me and, and that's what I have and, and that's all I need yeah. <laughs> and that's a, it's a great song um, but that's what that's kind of what we're talking about tonight though you know Christ is what bestows and gives us the blessings it, everything good that um, that comes from the Lord in our lives is something that is going to bring us happiness you know the things we try to get on our own the wealth we're trying to accumulate the stuff we're trying to get um, the position we're trying to get all that stuff in the earth, you know, that we're pursuing, it's going to leave us empty. And um, that's what Jesus, I think, is trying to say here in this beatitude, you know. Um, and we get so deceived. I think the enemy would love to have us think that we didn't need Christ to just kind of, yeah, yeah you're a Christian, but, you know, you, you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm poor. I'm wretched. I need Christ. I think it's important for us as Christians to focus on the necessity you know the bare necessities of life <laughs> as opposed to the luxuries of life and sometimes we can get that skewed you know we look at all the things like oh i wish i had that instead of like oh god i need just another breath from you you know just something great from you and that's the focus we should have i'm afraid you're just too darn loud the altar life with Brent and Jeff. that was heaven by delirious that's the promise the kingdom of heaven when we come to a realization of what we need from God as opposed to what we want for ourselves and God is pleased with that in our hearts, then we see what we get from that. We get the kingdom of heaven. And that's what, you know, when, when our focus is on the, for, you know, the future, you know, our future hope, then all that stuff, all the temporal stuff of this world is not important. Yeah, we need we need clothes to wear so that we're not indecent. You know, we need food so that we don't starve to death. Yeah, we we need these things to get by. But are we hanging? You know, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, those are the things first. Everything we just seek God first for for our daily bread, for our breath, for our life, for our purpose. We get it from God, not from anything else. And when we get to that point, when we're on our knees begging God. Not being picky, you know, taking whatever we can get from God, then God is pleased because that means we are completely open, completely stripped bare, completely empty of ourselves so that he can fill us up ultimately with the desire of his kingdom. 
and uh, and he rewards us with his kingdom. So it's crazy. It's cool. It's like the times in my life where I felt the most like what we're talking about tonight have been the times where I've been going through a really tragic thing in my life. It's almost like God uses <laughs> storms to teach us how to be like this. And, you know, the challenge for me tonight is to say, Lord, I don't want to have to go to the bottom in my circumstantial life and go through a major tragedy in my life so that I can remember that I really just need you. Lord, give me that heart now in my comfort, in my the fact that I'm doing good in the circumstances of my life. Give me that spiritual heart that's just empty and and broken and crying out for more of you. And, um, you know, I think the Lord would be pleased with a heart that's, <laughs> that's in that perspective. Um, and he says, his word says, happy are those folks yeah. because, you know, blessed are you. So that's crazy. Yeah, hopefully if you're sitting and you're listening to the show and you're like, man, that's me. I just feel like busted and beat down and just left with nothing. You know, I'm on, I'm on unemployment or I'm, you know, you know, I just feel like nobody cares and I have no needs met in my life. You know, material, physic, you know, physical, emotional, whatever it may be, God is there. And there's a reason why you're in that circumstance. Sometimes we, like Brent said, we go through these things so that we can quiet and we can remove distractions because, we, you know, we it's the only way God can get us to not think about these material things is to remove them completely from our lives. And to be poor in spirit is... It's so hard. It's such it's such an amazing trip that we put on ourselves to be like, oh, I could, I could never be poor in spirit. Like, oh, I'm such a you know, I struggle and I focus on this and I covet people's things. And God wants us to see Him for who He is. And when we see Him for who He is in His Word, in prayer, we will become poor in spirit because we'll see how humbled we are in His presence. So let's get to that place. Join us for more of our Beatitudes episodes on the Altar Life. Until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said we do err because we so often are comparing ourselves with others around us. But when I look at the Lord, that purity, that holiness, that righteousness, I say, oh, God help me, woe is me. I'm undone. And that is what poverty of spirit is. It's a true evaluation of myself. Not in the light of man, but in the light of God. Where I see the real truth about me and it brings me to that, oh God, help me. I need help. The same thing that Paul said, oh wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? And so that's always the beginning. The beginning consciousness of a man who has a true relationship with God. But Jesus said, really happy is that man. Why? Blessed. Because he has had a true encounter with God. Are the poor in spirit. And as the result. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven belongs to him. Period. Period.